good Saturday afternoon. Return to the Knicks fans. What's going on? We're going to talk some basketball. To trade or not to trade is the question we have. Salute to everyone, man. I haven't spoken to everyone in quite some time since the Knicks season has come over. We did one video or two there. But what's going on, man? Let's have let's talk about the New York Knicks. We got a couple of days before the NBA draft. Of course, we know the Knicks do not for now have a first round pick, although things could change where they could trade into that first round. I um I, I this Knicks team right now, the front office, I, I kind of wonder what they're going to do personally. Um I don't know if they there's a gut feeling that they'll probably try to trade back in to the to the late first round if there's a shooter or a player a wing player that they like or even a power forward that they like who could shoot three in the late rounds with the lakers you know lakers could use some cap relief i've been saying that before if the lakers you know want to doesn't want to spend or commit to that or as a three million dollar threshold for that for if they were to draft that pick in their in their round and maybe the Knicks would send them something uh, a second round pick or something where they could help them take that money off their books for draft consideration I can see the Knicks coming back into getting back into the late rounds if you know with Brock Aller and, and company they are very well scouting with their late round picks you know case in point man quickly uh Quentin Grimes Jericho Sims, you know the beautiful names that are out there. Um, and and listen, let's give kudos to the Knicks before we get into what we're really talking about the deal or not the deal. The Knicks, when it comes to drafting players, they haven't had many, they haven't had a dud, at least under this administration here. Even with Scott Perry, we all know Scott Perry exited the organization and they haven't named the general manager there, but with Rojas, uh, who knows if they're going to name a general manager they haven't named it yet it would be nice if they were to name one before the draft starts you know at least we know who's going to be buying the groceries you know we know it's leon rose and company but we'll shall see there um mr steve hello amigo hello good afternoon good afternoon and of course we're talking about the draft and and to deal or not to deal a lot of speculation a lot of a lot of us are putting our general manager hats on. I see the videos. I'm doing a good job, fellas. I'm gonna put mine. You know what? Why not myself? I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bite. I'm gonna bite like a fish, and I'm gonna jump in there and put my my general manager hat on, and see what the names out there. And of course, the number one name that's being speculated and swirled around is Bradley Beal. Now, Bradley Beal. We all know he has a no a full no trade clause with the Washington Wizards. He's gonna first and foremost he has to accept where he wants to go. He has to flat flat out say I want to go to X Y team, and then the team will negotiate. Now, when when you give a player a no trade clause, in my opinion, you're losing the power of where you could send them or getting the best possible assets back. If Bradley Beal, let's say, let's say for instance, the Washington Wizards want to trade Beal to OKC. Beal says, hell no, I won't go. You're not going to get nothing where you could get good compensation. That's the one thing when NBA teams, I'm glad that the Knicks learned their lesson with the Carmelo Anthony no trade. Um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one on that. With, with that said, I'll just turn the whole thing off. Um, I always want to put a little extra music to something different, but... It always seems to be too loud for some reason. So 
I'll just kill the music. Yes, yeah, so Bradley Beal with the no trade, he's gonna make 46, 50, 46 next year, 46 million dollars storage of cap, 50 and 53 million. Now you gotta get something to give something. Bradley Beal, what worries me with Bradley Beal, of course, is his health. It could be also because the Washington Wizards wanted to tank a little bit. I don't know. But the trading package, there has been a lot of reports and rumors on what will it take to get him here. It's uh, centered around an R.J. Barrett. They one, one report I saw Mitchell Robinson along with Evan Fournier and even Derrick Rose's firing contract to fit the numbers. My question is, if we lose for, uh, uh, Mitchell Robinson, you're losing your defensive presence up the middle. We know Harkenstein, and that means you're sliding in Jericho Sims to be your backup center uh remember harkenstein played extremely well but the more he's out there do you think he could guard the guys like a and joel indeed a Jokic? you know you know the names of the center uh, also we heard nas reed was a name that the knicks liked i don't know um personally what their what their game plan i think one move if they do make a move like that there's a big domino effect i know people were saying or at least the uh nba insiders if the knicks make that move for bill they have room to make another move for another superstar um this is the big season in my opinion for the nba uh trading deadline before the new year they have a new collective bargaining agreement kind of kick in it's going to be a little bit extremely difficult for teams to have three super max deals under contract um and you're going to see the mid-level guys this year will be very high premium in my opinion um to try to get players in in and move move around that's why that job the heart contract is going to be very interesting if he makes seven if he opts in or he stays opts out towards the cap as well the knicks are doesn't have a lot of cap room but they're not near that luxury tax so they have a lot of draft pick they have a lot of capital to make some moves um bradley beal for me if that number was if he was making in, a, in under 30 under 45 or under 40 million bradley beal would have made sense if he was a 34 million 36 million dollar player I would say you know what Knicks, go for it because yeah it's only a 10 million 10 to 12 million dollar difference but it takes away from getting you another player that could be impactful you know that means you got to say goodbye possibly to a harkenstein resigning or a player that's going to be you know another wing uh, who could defend a, a defensive specialist uh, and i know they're going to retain heart because they have his bird rights but let's say they wanted to bring in a player another player another wing defender like Hart with that extra money say goodbye to that so that's what the nba cap does there so personally for the price tag of a rally bill i'll say no and then you guys will say but wait a minute we never you, you every superstar out there that we could ch get will we say no to it's not saying no to you also got to be financially responsible um you don't want to spend your money all in one place you know if you get your paycheck you don't go spend it all on walmart in the, in the first night you have to also pay other bills and you also have to you have to be smart with your money and and one thing i, I gotta give kudos to the end to the, the knicks organization they don't do stupid moves they don't do stupid moves they do really good moves they they buy the groceries smart and again i was talking about their draft they haven't missed on a draft or uh, from all the way from you could say from mitchell robinson rj is a player in the league topping believe it regardless if you want if you, he may not be the superstar we want but he's still panned out in the league hi chris and and they've been they have not missing that draft i i can't complain i can't see her say 
their drafting sucks like in years past they have they even have a player for next season and and everybody will love him to come this year don't forget yokovitis yokovitis another one has played in the in the spaniard league playing well stashed away with with options he'll be returning he'll be probably coming next year probably play summer league this year return back to europe and and come back um in 2024 unless i look at my notes there so we talked about bradley beal i'm in a no-go for a bradley beal um because of the price tag the talent wise you could use that 25 point a night scorer absolutely i think um He's going to hamper your 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 cap. Also, Miami has been a big name, a, a proponent for Bradley Beal. It'll be interesting to see what would they center that around to, to fit the salaries there. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Duncan Robinson or, or, or Tiro going back to, to Miami. wonder what that would be interesting with some picks there. Um, we shall see on that one. Another name that they've been talking about, Christos Porzingis' uh, uh, return back to New York. Porzingis is on it. Uh, will be making $36 million next year. And he has a player option for $39 million, which I know guarantee he'll be picking that up. Um, I think, you know, I think the days of Christoph Porzingis to be an impactful player are over. I think he's going to be a serviceable uh, stretch five. Um, personally, uh, the price for me is a little, again, too high. I said, wait a minute, you don't want to spend money on no one. Not being cheap. You got to find out where Christoph doesn't stay too much healthy. So you're taking, and I know Mitchell Robinson doesn't stay healthy all the time, but when he plays, I believe he's more impactful than Christos Porzingis. He blocks, he rebounds, offense rebounds. But what the Knicks do, I think Mitchell Robinson fits more than what Christos Porzingis under Tom Thibodeau will bring. I can see Tom Thibodeau getting frustrated, and that's another thing that we're going to talk about Thibodeau. Um, there, he's his third year of a of a five year deal. I think he, I think this is his final year with tom thibodeau i think tom thibodeau doesn't make it uh, not because he's not not by not because the knicks are going to underachieve or not go there i think that's it's going to be a tall telling sign if the if we don't hear contract extension for tom thibodeau although dolan isn't afraid of extending up uh extending a coach and having them go away we've seen that years and years and years but i don't think tom thibodeau um coaches his fifth and final year as a lame duck head coach i think the knicks will you know, they'll put they'll mutually part ways in in a professional manner i don't and i and doesn't mean the knicks are gonna not make the playoffs and they're not gonna have a bad season i'm not saying that either i think they're gonna see where they could they're gonna play they're gonna go they're gonna have a good season but i think um Thibodeau is gonna want to say you know what i'm gonna step aside and allow them to go another level um that's just me i'm just making that as a hot take or as a prediction uh because if they don't if they don't give him a contract extension this this offseason then that's 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 what all tell sign shows now we were talking about some other players jose melo saludo jose melo actually brought up brought up an, uh, an interesting name in the other podcast on the baseball podcast talk about um go ahead jose melo put that tweet tweet if you could write that out in the chat that trade proposal you had was a really good one i think it would had to do with julius randall and and for paul george now everyone want to let you know julius randall has a his contract it will be 25 million dollars next season 27 and 29 million of course there's some trade kickers in a randall's contract but what randall gives you 25 points 10 rebounds um durable 
for that money that's a that's a steal for the Knicks now as as quickly as I uh we want to get rid of Julius Randle who has the most value the money that he makes on that contract for what he gives us it makes me want to like wow should I should we really move from Julius Randle and we're like man should we really move from Randle and that that really right there holds you from want to make a move but a lot of teams so if you you're going to be on a crossroads is it Julius Randle is it RJ Barrett um because Brunson isn't going anywhere and then you have everyone else around them available for trade I think Brunson's untouchable and either one of the two of the front office have to pick which one they want to stay or go to build with with a Jalen Brunson also Emmanuel quickly is eligible for an extension um Emmanuel quickly do you he could easily make 20 million dollars for what he brings to the NBA um and it's funny because you'll only be he'll only be five million dollars away from Randall and Hart looks like he's going to make 18. I ask you guys this quickly or Josh Hart which is the better player the reason why I asked this more impactful that's the one that's going to make the most money of the two even by two million dollars difference because you know that agents use that as negotiation tactic to one another well this one impact this or this one and, and that's why it's hard for you guys to it's hard for me to sit here and think they can make that Bradley Beal deal for a 30 year old guard and and the good thing about Beal even even when his contract isn't kicking for the high numbers he's still being his prime that's the one thing I'm going to give Beal a a flag a good wave a pom-pom for is he's still going to be he's going to be 31 when he makes 50 million and 53 million it will be 32. He's still got a lot of basketball in him. Maybe New York gets him jump started, gets him going. We know he's a scorer. Before the Wizards went into a tanking mode, I, I kind of need a little background music, fellas. I'm sorry. I know you guys don't like the music, um, but I need I need background music. I'm sorry. I, it's like I'm hearing nothing. At least the background music gets me in rhythm and gets me going a little bit. So I know you. Some of you guys don't like it, but I really apologize. I have to put some. It just gets me going there, especially when you're by yourself on a podcast. I need some there to just go talking with them. <clears throat> All right, so we're back here with the Bradley Beal situation. My my thoughts and my my concern with that is that he's still young. Before the before they were really bad, the the Wizards. He was a good defender. He was known to being a real good defender, not not one of the NBA tops, but he was a really good defender in the guard. I don't know if the injuries or the lack of defense around his team didn't didn't get him invested, but I I, I am right now. If I want to see the Knicks get Beal, I'm at I'm at right now. I'll be honest with you, I'll be 65-35 not to get Bradley Beal because of the financial situation. Now Porzingis, I don't want no no no. If Anzo butts for Christos Porzingis at thirty-six million dollars, um, when you take off an old pair of shoe, an old pair of sneakers that you worn that are beat up, you don't wear them again. You discard them, and I think that's what we'll do with or the Christos Porzingis. I, I don't want to see here. Another name to keep an eye out. Um, here it is. I got it here. Let's let go. Jose Melo with the trade here. Three-team deal. Clippers land Lillard. Knicks get Paul George, Portland gets o RJ and Obi. Fournier, three first round picks 
by the Knicks and one by the Clippers. So that's a that's a proposed deal that he heard, or Zay Melo has bought out and he bought that on a different stream. Um, your thoughts, fellas? Your thoughts on that one? Um, man, RJ Barrett. I mean, you have to give something to give something. You're you're gonna get you're gonna get better with RJ Barrett. You also move Obi Toppin and Damian Lillard. I got his numbers. He's gonna make forty five million dollars next year, forty eight. And this is the one that hurts. This is the ouch because you're gonna he's gonna make fifty eight million dollars. So by the end of the contract. 58 million. I believe Lillard is 34, so it'll be 35, 36, 37. 37 year old making 58 million dollars. Um, here's the deal with that one. Do you think by year two of Damian Lillard before the 58 million dollars kicks in, do you think the Knicks are in the NBA Finals? That's my question. In two years, when his or the three years. When that when Damian Litter reaches and makes fifty-eight million dollars for the Knicks, are the have the Knicks won an NBA title by now? By then. And if the answer in your heart is yes, then the fifty-eight million dollars that is gonna cost this cap casualty would uh, you know what? So be it. If we are in the NBA finals and we win that title and then and that kicker kicks in, so be it. I, I I'm at that point myself as a Knicks fan for over 50 years. The Knicks have not won. Oh, hopefully nothing goes crazy here. I, I will personally would love to see them them win that and that NBA title with Demi Lillard, Brunson, and my guy Julius Randle. Hopefully my computer is not acting crazy. And it, of course it's acting crazy. It never fails. It never fails. Always never a dull moment with my computer or the stream, all the good stuff there. But that's why it makes it fun here. So Damian Lillard, I'm, I'm, I would like to. But if you could see, if you could tell yourself that they're going to win the NBA title by then, so be it. Because he is he is one of a dynamic scorer. But who? But does it work with Jalen Brunson and Damian Lillard? I think it could work. I think it will work. I think Jalen Brunson... His pedigree with Villanova, the way he's brought up and playing smart basketball, could work with the Knicks. But then what does that mean with Emmanuel Quickly? Um, well, what does that mean with, with the Quickly's role, McBride role? I know you have you, you bring some horses. You're still going to be down a wing. And I guess if you're going to put Quentin Grimes on that role, or do you feel comfortable with Quentin Grimes playing that small forward, the three, three and D wing? Is he strong enough? It's a lot of different questions, a lot of incomplete pieces. But boy, you got three dynamic players in Randall, Randall, Lillard, with Brunson, along with Mitchell Robinson in the middle. So that tells you something there. Um, but damn, they'll still be a little too too short, in my opinion. But it, again, that's another one. Here's a one of the moves that I want to make, and I've been saying it for over. How long have I been on? It's going to be two years now. It's going to be two years that I've been on doing a stream, regardless of man. Two years I started my own channel. Two years I've been in YouTube talking, um, giving my thoughts and my my opinion. Pick the picture. Yeah, it's it's the stream yard. Uh, that's why I didn't use my other I didn't use my other platform today. I said let me go to StreamYard, and this is why the reason why I leave. I'm contemplating leaving StreamYard. 
because their quality of pictures not that good or, or video is not a good one steve that's the reason why I, I do the other platform better um the the melon um and hey sorry step up your game Streamyard. you cost too expensive I, I, I hey i said it and and i'll go right into it it's zion williamson i know everyone's like oh oh i've been saying it for the last two years i want zion i've been saying let's get zion williamson here zion is only going to make 33 36 and 38 million dollars and right now you could buy him on the cheap we all know that zion does not want to be in new orleans and i know mr mr um darnell davis has been saying that with me he doesn't want to play in, in new orleans from the very moment he got drafted they they had to usher him out of the green room he was very irate he did not he doesn't see eye to eye with the training staff the medical staff in new orleans um he doesn't want to live in new orleans i asked yesterday chris the flash on the yankee on the yankee podcast about the city of new orleans i didn't want to come out here and start talking negative or saying something that i don't know about new orleans you know like for instance i wouldn't want anyone to say anything negative where i live in orlando without not being here you know i, I and again i see a lot of different podcasts that it went that talk that talks about the wrestling it's a wrestling podcast that talk, that talks about the people in orlando that oh because it, it, it gets taped in orlando and they talk negative about orlando and they've never been to the city and they assume something about our city or people and wait a minute you're not you don't live here so i always that's why i like to ask i like to ask um chris uh, that he lives in new orleans tell me about your city I don't want to put it down or I don't want to say negative about your city because it what the reports are athletes don't want to be here now he did correct me and said that Chris Paul did not want to leave New Orleans and I thought New Orleans, thought all reports are he wanted out and he and I and he correct me on that one but we all know Anthony Davis was lit was dying to get out of there remember he wore the t-shirt that's all folks he wanted to get the hell out of New Orleans um zion wants to get out and i asked him what is in new orleans uh that is there is it the nightlife is very limited or is there nothing here and i and i even compared myself you know to orlando orlando the club scene is very very small antiquated it's a college town yes but it's very small it's only a small disc spot where you could just go and and, and it's downtown orlando and that's it there's not much here that's why you see a lot of athletes don't if you're here for a family man if you're an nba player that wants to play nba basketball and you have a nice family you want a big monster house for the money you're going to make not paid state taxes orlando is the place where you're not going to get in trouble miami if you want to have the same perks and you want to have nightlife you go down to miami to to south beach now i don't know what was in Orlando in, in new orleans my point is Orlando in new orleans i think zion wants out zion wants out and everyone says wait a minute he can't stay healthy he only plays X amount of games. He weighs 280 pounds. Um, I think he comes to New York. There's an established culture. And I and believe it or not, I, I hate it. New York Knicks look like a more steady franchise than New Orleans. When you have guys like Alan Gentry come and gone, Stan Van Gundy come and gone, um, these are some good, some good, good coaches. That, and they couldn't establish winning formulas there it's something tells me there's something wrong with there also I told like I mentioned to Chris I said that 
New Orleans is a football town. From LSU to the Saints, they're really invested in their football. Remember, NBA used to be in New Orleans years ago in the Jazz. They moved because it didn't work the market. The NBA forcing, to me, I feel like the NBA forced New Orleans to have an NBA, a basketball franchise. And I don't think it's working in New Orleans. That's a tier city. Don't in about 10 years from now, we're in, we're, don't be surprised if they get retracted from the league. That's just myself or be relocated. Um, Chris Paul is married, single, nothing there. Yeah, yo, Steve, I, I see that way. I that's why I think Chris Paul, and we'll get to Chris Paul in a moment, but we're talking about here with Zion. I think you could get Zion on the cheap here. I think you could you could end up getting Zion to play in New York. Um, but then that's going to mean Randall has to go. I don't think Randall will be part of that trade. I don't think Randall goes to New Orleans. I think you can move Randall for another for another move. Um, personally, you bring in Zion in. Do you send Mitchell? You might have to send Mitchell Robinson back to New Orleans. It, it's. I, I thought it through, and now I'm just thinking it over. 33 million, 36, 38 million for Zion Williamson. Man, I want Zion on New York. My Zion, Barrett, but then what kills it is Barrett, Zion, Quentin Grimes. Just, Grimes has to step up shooting-wise. They're still going to be a little too short. They're still going to be undersized for the team. Um, I think Barrett is strong, but, man, you need some, some, you need some length on that team. So I don't know, man. Oh, he's got another. He's got another proposal for Jose Melo. Another proposal, Jalen Brown for Randall and pick swap. Um, Nick signed Damon Green. We'll uh, also see um, Damon Green. Let's look at Damon Green. Now we all know that the clip, the um, Golden State Warriors have a a lot. They're over the cap, and Damon Green this season made twenty. Where is his numbers? Jalen Brown will be is owed thirty-one million dollars. So money-wise, with Randall, Randall's making a couple million dollars less. Um, so we probably have to give another salary with Brown to go to Boston. But pretty much the numbers are almost right there. Remember, there's also a kicker when it comes to Julius Randall when you trade him. There's a there's a, I believe a five million dollar kicker. So you could pretty much have a swap. But I don't I don't think you swap swap. I know Boston's going to want some picks. And we're looking for Draymond Green. There is Draymond Green. Draymond Green next year has a player option at $27 million. So he's eligible for a contract extension, but he also has a $27 million player option. If he wants, he can opt in. If he wants to stay for one more year and run it back with the Golden State Warriors. Um, we also we also that they're over the cap. We also that they fell short. They're going to have a new team president in that organization. I don't know what the new team president, what the direction on the Golden State Warriors. Could Damon Green not return back? I don't. Which owner? I don't know. Let's see what this says here. New Orleans care more about alcohol drinks, large mugs, lights, than the Pelicans, and also the beads. Don't forget the beads. They forget the beads. But I think they love their football. They're a very good football town. But uh, personally, I think Zion Williamson's gas dealt. Don't one name that I thought Zion might get dealt for, fellas, and the numbers fit almost like a glove, almost almost like a glove. I think Zion will go and if he doesn't go to, we all heard, we all heard that the first at first we heard the Hornets are a team that's interested in Zion Williamson for that number second second round pick, that number two pick of the draft. 
um zion is from the south he is from that from that bible belt section uh, uh i believe it's in the carolinas or clemson area um if the hornets don't scoop zion williamson in i believe the hawks i think the hawks will be a place where where zion you put zion along with murray with trey young that's a dangerous team i think you know there's the moving pieces that will go to new orleans will be a john collins now john collins is making 25 million 26 26 million dollars again so he has a you know he's locked up zion they're actually going to save money in new orleans if they get themselves they can move on from zion williamson send them to the atlanta hawks probably get a pick back that's a good one be careful be careful if the hawks don't scoop in so you're telling me Craig Capella, listen, to the, and this is, I know on paper, paper is as good as, as paper it is. You can wipe your rear end with it, and that's good. But if you look at this on paper, Murray, Young, Sion Williamson, Clint Capella, and you could put, you know, um, Hunter as your power forward, or, 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 or Bogdanovich. Just think of that, of the Hawks. That's a dangerous team with Nick, with, with, um, What's the head coach that turned out to be there? That is a dangerous team there. That is a dangerous team for us to compete against. If you put Zion Williamson with the Hawks, that's, and he's going pretty much home. His parents are from there. You don't have to worry, you know, he's still a grown man. And I, and I know, well, well, parents, well, parents could only be an influence. Look at John Morant but that's a whole other conversation um so if you're the knicks keep an eye on that if zion is being moved do you really want to see zion williamson play for the hawks with that group of fellas there also this the celtics the boston celtics could be another team that could just want to you know they of course we have the jalen brown situation brown might not want to go to new orleans but you can invite them on a three-team deal switch move guys around also the Houston Rockets, you put Houston Rockets, think about that, how uh, the city of Houston will be celebrating with all the um, performers, the adult performers, where you have James Harden, Zion Williamson in the city of Houston. I mean, my goodness, that's a, that's a joke on the side there, but they have the pieces to actually move and bring those two guys into that city, into that team, and Houston could instantly get some credibility with some good talent in there. Steve asked the Lakers. I don't think so, Steve, due to the fact that I don't think the Lakers have anything really that the Pelicans want. We know Anthony Davis is the one trade commodity, unless if you're going to do a three-chain deal where you lose an Anthony Davis and you move him somewhere else. And you could bring a Zion Williamson with LeBron James. Does it work? I think LeBron will make it work with anyone. I think Lamont LeBron can make it work with anyone. But I think the Lakers' issues they need is shooting. They need to stretch the floor. You know, and they need they need a they need another shooter at the at the shoot. They need a shooting guard that the Buddy Heel, a Krista Walpe type of deal. That's why I think the Pacers and Lakers might make a move personally. I think the Lakers and Pacers, uh, I think this is the year that 
the Pacers, I don't know why the Pacers want to move away from from Miles Turner. But man, I will keep Miles Turner. And build with him. They have a nice nucleus there. There's a lot of talks of Obi Toppin going to the to the Pacers. The Knicks moving the pay to the, with the Pacers for a Quista Walte um package. I kind of would like Quista Walte for the Knicks personally. I when he was being out in the draft, I was hoping he would fall to the Knicks for two reasons. Um, Crystal Walte could shoot the ball. I don't know what's going to, you need another shooter, but then you're having too many of the same pieces. You already have quickly, you have Grimes, you have McBride, you, you bring in Crystal Walte with, with Josh Hart, kind of too many of the same intricate pieces, too many wings for not enough wings with size. Um, Chris Dewalte, if, if you're telling me you're not going to sign Hart, I kind of want like to get Hart back on this team. Chris Dewalte will bring a new dynamic of fans from, remember, he's Dominican descent. That's why uh, it would be an interesting to bring Chris Dewalte in for that, if, if, especially if Toppin is not going to be part of your long-term deal. You know, he's eligible for a contract, uh, uh, a rookie extension if i'm the knicks along with emmanuel quickly you don't need to extend these guys everyone quickly wants to run and say we need to extend them we need to do a contract extension um they could there's nothing wrong with them playing for that number that they're playing on now because even when they become a free agent they're restricted free agents and i know my my video looks choppy i can see it um they're restricted free agents i wouldn't sign I wouldn't sign. I wouldn't run right away and give a contract extension. Play, let them play it out. I always told you, nothing motivates a, a, a professional player when they're about to get a bag, a contract extension. I would love to see Toppin trying to play for a contract extension. I would love to see quickly with a contract extension. You don't, you don't believe, you don't, the way we know Emmanuel quickly, you bet your rear end he is salivating in his chops to come back in the NBA season after having that poor, poor, poor performance in the postseason. The way quickly gets better yearly after year after year, you know he's salivating. He is salivating to get back in the gym and waiting for the NBA season to kick off because I think quickly is going to quickly is going to improve greatly. I think he's going to improve greatly. Look, here we go. Jose Melo, here's a nice one. Knicks are looking to trade for a lower first-round pick from LSU, KJ Williams. I've said, I've, I've told you, I think if the Knicks make a move to get back in the in the lottery in the draft, not a lottery pick, but late in the twenties, anywhere from twenty-five and up, um, I think they will try to get back in to try to get a player that they like. If their KJ Williams is there for them, and he's in that in that range, look for the Knicks to try to move and, and try to pounce and get back in there, move one of their um picks protected picks that they might see a team that might be good and say you know what this pick might not convey it might convey it to second round and boom second round picks have a lot of value too so they could try to move back in for the Knicks there um I've looked at some other names that I don't think uh for I don't think the Knicks are going to trade for but just keep an eye on the salaries when I'm talking about these players is their salary cap numbers John Morant 33 36 38 million dollars that I know John Moran's having so many issues, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying the Knicks are trading for him. No, don't misinterpret. Don't say, well, 
you know, you said if the Knicks are getting jumped, they're not getting John Moran. John Moran's not leaving Memphis. But at 33, 36, and 38, if the Memphis Grizzlies do get fed up with his nonsense, that contract is movable, extremely movable. Remember, every year the cap will go up at least, I think, 10% every year. By the time that contract, and of course, sometimes, and then I said, well, wait a minute, you're complaining about the Valley Beal $53 million contract. Um, I say that same question with Damian Lillard. At the end of the third year, when that kicker kicks in, are we NBA champion? If so, it's working. That's the question I tell everyone, to trade or not to trade. Jose Melo says, they think he could be a Rachel Hamilton type player. If it happens, RJ is gone. Hmm. Let me ask this to you, Melo. With Coach Thibodeau here, he knows what he's going to get from R.J. Barrett, night in, night out. He already invested the growing pains with R.J. Barrett. Do you think Thibodeau, with two years, he'll be on his second one? Is this year three? You asked four. He'll have one year, year left on his contract. One year left and he's going to be and he's out do you think he's going to want to bring in a rookie to play bigger major part roles in rj barrett's minutes i think thibodeau will do whatever it takes to keep his team as much intact as possible um because i think he's coaching he's coaching pretty much for his coaching career if he does and if he, he he doesn't like to put his hands on rookies especially when his career is on the line so it's tough there it is. If Thibodeau doesn't work with the team, I think Tyrone Lewis is coming. I'm not a fan of Tyrone Lewis as a coach. He's to me, Ty, Tyron Lewis is the version of, of Aaron Boone as a manager. He is a puppet. I think he's a puppet head coach who who players tell him when to play, when not to play, and that worries me, Melo. That worries me major when a Tyrone Lue as a head coach uh, I I wouldn't mind a, a Monty Williams but I don't know if he's available still I don't know if he's signed with any teams I don't think Monty Williams or I, I want like you know just go into Johnny Bryant just give the reins to Johnny Bryant you know sometimes Johnny Bryant has been under he knows what worked for Tom Thibodeau and maybe he sees something different that he would like to add his imprint to I think I will go with it. You know what? Let's go with the young Johnny Bryant. Um, the team knows that he's there as a head, as assistant coach. He gets a lot of uh, a lot of props helping out guys like Emmanuel Quickly. Uh, we we hear a lot of guys, Quentin Grimes. So that's your guys. You're building. I would I would try to just take Johnny Bryant. I mean, it's great to bring. In, you know, I've I've seen Budenholzer. I don't want no no part of Budenholzer. I don't think he's a good head coach. I think he was. Budenholzer, the only reason he won the NBA title because Kevin Durant forgot to cut his toenails. Um, I don't think he would have, regardless, even with that team with the Bucks, I said, I don't think that um, he's a good head coach. Budenholzer is not a good head coach. Um, I, and I've said it. Tyrone Lue, I, I'm not a big fan of Tyrone Lue as a head coach. I think he's a puppet. Um, I think the NBA players manipulate him and tell him how to play, when to play. But he, he, he's Because he was a former player who the play, who team it, it's too much of a buddy buddy when it comes to Tyrone Lue as a head coach. I want some guys who could draw me like a Nick Nurse. You know, you're telling me, you know, Wayne Casey, believe it or not, guy, I don't want him for the Knicks, but he's a head coach that will go in there with X's and O's 
and, and get and get going. It doesn't work. It didn't work in, in Detroit because he didn't have any players. He didn't have any players. If you don't have talent, you're not going to be a good coach. Um, Tyrone Lue benefited with having the best of the best players and makes them look good. It's like Steve Nash. Steve Nash was another one. Not a good X's and O's coach. But he was good. He has a winning record because he had good players. Um, that's just my that's just my hot take. Um, it, it wouldn't. That's just my hot take. That's all. So we shall see here before the trading deadline with the Knicks. Oh, uh, oh, um, yes, the, yes, Steve Blatt, Steve Blatt, um, ah. Uh, Blatt, he was with the Knicks office for a while. I think he was part of a scouting. I think he was working for the Knicks for a while. I don't know if he still works for the Knicks, Melo. Um, but I don't think he'll coach. I think he took, he, I think he has such a bad taste for the NBA life that he says, I'm not, co I'm, I'm not coaching this. I'm not coaching in the NBA no more. I think he, he got this disingenuous or he had a bad taste with the NBA coaching life that I don't think the guy would ever coach an NBA franchise again. I don't think so. Um, Never say never, but it doesn't look like it. You would have back in. Like a Mike Fantoni. Now, Mike Fantoni is going to be 80 years old. I don't think he'll coach again, although there was a lot of talks that Houston might want to bring him back to coach the, the Rockets. He's 80. I don't think he'll try to come back to coach the uh, Rockets um, again. It's it's time now to get some new blood in the coaching prospect. So we will have another video. Probably um, We'll probably get some more folks on to have conversation about any moves or any deals me i just wanted to come on just to put some content out for about basketball have a little bit of chat on a saturday evening uh saturday morning afternoon um i know it's thundering out there so i want to say happy father's day to everyone out there for the father's day that's listening to the video um our next it's a lot of um they got they gotta make some moves here because of the collective bargain agreement is about to kick in and they have time to strike this is the time of year, and, and I think they'll make a move, maybe the moves that we not like. I know, if I said, Jedi, you didn't talk about Zach Levine. Damn, Zach Levine. I'd rather have Valley Beal over Zach Levine. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Um, I will have Zach Levine, though. If I'm going to go with Zach Levine over Valley Beal, here's a Levine makes 40 million, 43, and 45. Levine could take over a game. And he could drive to the basket. That's a tough one, man. Here's the only difference why I would like Beal, but damn, Levine intrigues me because Levine, the money, Levine makes a few million dollars less where you could add it to other players. You could keep better players just around and Zach Levine. Although you could say Chicago gave him a lot of good players in Vucevic, um, but what hurt Chicago, Lamelo and not Lamelo, Lonzo Ball probably had his careers over, probably with that injury, um, and that's what hurt him personally. I think if Zach Levine, man, I don't know if he'll come back. How we'll do with Tom Thibodeau and the Knicks? Obviously, R.J. Barrett will not be on this team, so if you're gonna have a team where Zach Levine is your shooting your shooting guard, or you move him to three, whichever one you want to play him there. But you have to have Quentin Grimes out there because you need that defensive president, Quentin Grimes, out there. Along with Mitchell Robinson, if he doesn't get moved. Julius Randle with Jalen Brunson, 
how do you feel, Nick fans? If I give you that starting lineup there, so you have Brunson, Grimes, Levine, um, Mitchell Robinson, and Julius Randle, is that is that going to help us go to the next level? Um, get get to the second round and beyond. I'm asking that question. Um, that and of course you leave everything with Hart quickly. Uh, maybe Toppin's not on this team. You got to get yourself a backup power forward. Uh, maybe you know if and that I ask you that question. Do do the Knicks do the Knicks improve financially? They'll be more restrained. They'll be more restricted to make any moves to bring anyone in. How do you like that? Monty Williams went with the Pistons. Okay, thank you on that one, Steve. That's a good hire for for the Pistons. I think Monty Williams, and of course, Pistons are going to start bringing in better talent. When you get more talent, coaches look better, in my opinion. Um, if I ask you that question there, I think I think Levine will be a more prolific scorer. I think Levine will be a more consistent scorer. I think that Levine will... Will, will get more respectability around the league, more fouls, more calls for the bucket bas baskets. But I don't know what it mesh with Randall Brunson. You know, Randall Brunson are isolation type of players. I don't know. Levine, he could be isolation as well, but he also could play within moving the ball. It's interesting to see on that one. I'm asking you guys that. I think, I think Bradley Beal plays a little more better personally than Levine. I think Levine uh, is just a more of a pure scorer who, who could share the basketball more than a Zach Levine. Doesn't require if you want to have be able to be a shooter, a spotter. Because remember, the reason why case in point, he played with John Wall. And, and John Wall was an extremely that ball dominant who would get people involved and, and Beal had good numbers next to him. I think it works. I think Beal, I will take Beal right now over Levine. I, I hate to say it, but Levine makes a little more sense to the Knicks financially. So it's a, it's a, it's a up and down type of deal in my opinion. It's like, ah, damn. That's a tough one. That was a tough one there. Um, trying to talk that. Um, who's a shoot? It's a shooting guard. Let's see. Austin Jamal from Munich getting a chance this year in preseason. And we'll see what the next. Let's just be careful. I know we're, as Nick fans, we want to find the next European star, the next Jokic. Um, has his right for 2021. Also, Jokic I, I mentioned it earlier, Jose Melo. Remember, Jokic is a good two way guard. Um, that's just in case. I think Jokovinas is a backup plan in case they move quickly. If they ever thought about, they have to bite the bullet for a major superstar like the Bruins, like they, I'm not saying it's coming, like they have to add a man, add a man quickly to a Joel and B. That's um, where Jokovinas might have to come in. Steve, Villanova coach Jay Wright. I, Steve, I like Jay Wright as a head coach. I don't know if he's interested in coaching the Knicks. I don't think he's interested. I would have personally, I would love Jay Wright to be the head coach of the New York Knicks. I think he has what it takes to get a winning. Uh, he, he's done it in Villanova. He is a, a fundamentally a coach who could get the best out of these players. I don't know if he's interested. I don't know if he's interested. Oh, I don't think the Knicks 
has offered him the money that will make him interested to coach the Knicks. Remember, money talks, everything else walks. I think um I think I've, I've been a big proponent of Jay Wright as a head coach, but he's never done it in the NBA before. Can it translate winning basketball? Can he be an NBA head coach? We don't know. Could he go down the line of uh, of many head coaches that came from the collegiate level and never gave us anything well, anything good, or didn't translate as an NBA head coach? Maybe that's why if we're going to make a move from Tom Thibodeau, I think it'll be, I hate to say it, but it has to be Johnny Bryant um, to be, I know he's a rookie who never done it, but the team respects and there's a body of work with him. I will, but I will bring a good assistant head coach with him who has NBA knowledge, who has been an, an NBA lifer. Like for instance, you know, if, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if Johnny Bryant is your head coach, you can have a Wayne Casey as your assistant coach there to just oversee to keep an eye and give that advice mentor that's the way i would like if the knicks to bring a head coach personally i'm hearing assistant coach from kentucky rose i really like him i wouldn't be surprised if rose does get an opportunity remember kentucky new york has a lot of big connection not, not just the villanova wildcats but also kentucky have a big connection with the knicks um with randall and so forth and speaking about the fight the kentucky player i didn't say his name because i do not want the knicks to trade for him it's carl anthony towns i'm not interested in a carl anthony towns playing for the knicks he has had a chance to take a franchise and really put it on his back Minnesota has not won anything with Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe what point they went to a playoff. Um, he's not a good, he's not a, he's not your number one. He's not a center that would dominate, although he's big. He's not a, and power forwards, he's like a tweener. I'm not a big Carl Anthony Towns. The marketing situation, if Carl Anthony Towns were come back, come to New York, will be phenomenal. I'm going to give you the pros and cons. Karen Anthony Towns is, as a Nick will be phenomenal because you have, you could feel good story, local kid from New Jersey, um, Afro Latino, because yes, he is Afro Latino. His father, uh, African American, his mother Dominican. So you, um, you bring him to New York, the Latino fan base, um, the Dominican fan base will get in, will get invested. What I, and will be phenomenal to get that going in New York. I'm all forward. Love to see one of ours like Carmelo Anthony, um, to see Carmelo Towns do well. Um, it's to a, it's a prideful thing to see an Hispanic do well in the NBA. But let's talk about bad basketball. Said Carmelo Towns doesn't fit the next bill here. He gets has a bad reputation that perceives himself as being a little bit sluggish on the defensive end. Um, just another Julius Randle with height. If we get frustrated with the Randle type of player, we'll even be frustrated with Carl Anthony Towns. And he's have talked about having not a good state of mental. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to say that you have some, some, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not to make fun, but the mental makeup 
when the Nick fans start getting venom, that he's loafing it or or slow or not giving it, how is that going to affect his psyche? You know, the kid has been through a lot, losing his mother to COVID, um, perseverance. He's, I give him that he's a, a battler, a fighter. But I think New York will, even though he was born and raised here, I think New York media and the New York pressure will eat the kid up. I would, trust me, in a perfect world, would love to have Carl Anthony Towns and Chris DeWalte on the team. You know, we have two Latinos in there shooting, shooting guard, at one-two tandem along with the other players along the Knicks. Um, personally, as a personal, I would love it. I would be, I would be, uh, you know what, I'll be waving that flag. Let's go, representing. Um, I, he's actually, I think he's coaching in Puerto Rico, Jose Melo. I think he, uh, JJ Barrera is coaching a team in Puerto Rico in, the, in their men's basketball league. And I'm doing a good job, by the way, too. I, I believe. Um, and I would love that to, but I don't think it makes basketball sense, you know, for Car Anthony Towns to play in New York. He signed that big contract, man. And, 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 and I asked that question that I ask and ask all you Nick fans. At the end of the contract, when he makes that 50 plus million to 60, are we going to be, are we hosting a Larry O'Brien trophy? Before we, before that money kicks in, are we NBA champions? If you say yes, in your heart, you believe that the Knicks are heavyweight NBA world champions, and then we have to pay, um, we have to pay Carl Anthony Towns, thus that 58, 68 million dollars, 67 million dollar contract then it's worth it. I've said any one of these players to trade or not to trade, if, it, if we win that NBA title and the following year we have to pay these guys these enormous contracts, then it was worth it. Then it's worth it. Then it's worth it. If not, if we're not, if we have not won, and it's on, we don't know that. We don't know the future. But if we, if you could say that's the case, he puts us over the top to win an NBA title, then let's go for the trade. And if not, Let's hold on assets. Let's keep building. Let's keep, you know, being winning. And at least I'd rather have a shot of making it and falling short than not being in it. So I'd rather have I'd rather have a chance to having the lucky draw or having my my in the roulette, my ball land on red on red than not being not having a ball in the roulette to try to win an NBA title. That's just my opinion, and I'm gonna stick with to I'm gonna stick to that with that. So we'll shall see there. So we want to thank you this afternoon for everyone that joined us. Jose Melo, Brandon, salute Brandon. Glad you're back home. Um, and, and Steve, appreciate you guys. Chris, The Flash, everyone that's going to listen to us a little later. We really appreciate it. Um, just follow us and subscribe. We, we thank you guys for letting us get to 5,000, to 10,000, excuse me, subscribers. And we're going to continue to grow. Um, we say have a good night. Have a good evening. Happy Father's Day to everyone. And we'll say see you next time here on, on the return of the next podcast. And I'm going to say peace. I'll play the intro. And we out.